Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Here you go. Here you go. 2020. Nothing personal word of the day is 2020. It has been a year. We are in August. It is August 27th. We still have September, October, November, December. We have a third of a year left to go. It seems as though every day history is made or something happens, an event happens where you say to yourself, I am going to remember where I was when I learned this. I'll remember where I was when I read that. Well, yesterday was another one of those days where you may remember where you were when the sports world simply stopped. The entire episode today is going to be about what took place in the NBA yesterday, starting with the Milwaukee Bucks, how that actually bled into other sports, how it has reared its head in the political world with the Republican National Convention taking place last night as well all while a major Category 4 hurricane, life-changing, crushing hurricane was hitting Louisiana. Everything was going on yesterday, and I want to break it down. That's going to be the show today. We'll be back to tomorrow with regular wait-to-sees and reviews and everything you've been used to, but there's too much to talk about. It's too important, and I want to educate you. What owners are thinking, what executives are thinking, what players are thinking, what's going on behind the scenes as history is unfolding, what this all means, and bring it straight to now. Here we are, afternoon of Thursday the 27th. The NBA playoffs will resume. I was on CBS Sports HQ this morning predicting correctly because... You're going to see as we go through the process why it was never a question of the NBA playoffs ending and everybody picking up their clothes and leaving the bubble and going home. That was never going to happen. But that's where we end with the NBA resuming on Friday the 28th. Let's go back to the beginning, which was just yesterday. What already seems like ages ago, as we were getting ready for a 4 p.m. game against uh, the Orlando Magic, the Milwaukee Bucks were trying to win their fourth game in order to play the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference semifinals. We know what happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin. We know what happened with Jacob Blake getting shot seven times in the back. Whether he had a knife or did not, he got shot in the back seven times and is likely paralyzed for life. We know what happened after in Kenosha, including two nights ago with the riots with a white man from Illinois crossing into Wisconsin with a AR-15. How he would have that is beyond me. And killing people. You saw how players were impacted. But there was no action. So the day is continuing yesterday. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting there 
And I'm beginning to think about today's show, which is sort of my schedule. Finish a show and then I let things marinate for a couple of hours and then I turn the page and start thinking about and working on topics for the next day. Coke and I will start texting each other different things that are going on. All of a sudden, a text comes on a report and I was not watching because I knew that the NBA schedule included the Lakers as the late game on national television, the Thunder and Rockets, a huge game as the early game on national television. And then the first game was the Bucks and Magic, which to me that series was over. And it was on NBA TV, not nationally televised on the normal ABC, ESPN, or TNT networks. So word comes out, the Bucks have not taken the floor which is obviously strange because the game was going to tip off in 10 minutes. So I'm looking at that, and I remember thinking to myself, this, this, is this it? Is this what we talked about on Nothing Personal? Is it possible that we got it right when we thought it was important enough to discuss? To discuss? And Coke and I spent a lot of time discussing yesterday's show before yesterday's show, as we do every day, where we put into the show about Fred Van Fleet and the possibility of the Raptors boycotting is this something that could actually be happening? I was thinking, could there be a boycott? And if so, what would it look like? But it can't be because the magic are standing on the floor, warming up in a layup line. And the other side of the court was empty. Next, another source, another source. All of a sudden, it becomes clear that the Milwaukee Bucks as a team have decided to boycott the game Yesterday, game five of their playoff series. That was the moment when you knew. Now, if you weren't paying attention, you may not have had it hit you immediately. But if you were and you listened to yesterday's show, you would know that once one team boycotts, that's it. That's going to be it for every game that day. But we didn't have word what was going on with the Thunder and Rockets. They were unclear what they were going to do. The Bucks were in their clubhouse, in their locker room. They hadn't made a statement. No one knew what was happening. The Magic were then told to leave the floor. The referees are standing there. They leave the floor. It's sort of chaotic because no one knows. Now, there are people who say, in time of change, chaos reigns supreme. It is okay for things not to be organized. It's okay for them to seem a little messy. I do not agree with that. And that's not about OCD. That is about if you can do something in an organized manner without mess, why wouldn't you choose that? That doesn't change the impact of your action or the impact of your statement. It actually enables you to be more organized in how you disseminate the information of what it is you want. Imagine if you would, someone who takes has ransom demands. They take someone hostage and they have their demands and they're all over the place. They're not organized. They don't know what they are. How can you actually fulfill those demands? You can't. You got to like keep track and wait, this doesn't make sense. Get yourself together and tell me what you want. I got a little feeling like that yesterday. Like what, what, who's doing what? And then we had what is famously known in the social media era as the trickle effect. I've used that with economics. You've heard me talk about trickling down. Losses that owners share have will trickle down to the players. Trickle down economics made popular, God, it's got to be 
40 years ago. So in social media, the trickle is when you get the drip and the drab of info. You got one source. You got to wait for a second. Are you going to go live on CBS? Is that breaking news? Am I getting the alert? Did CNN do the alert? Did Fox do the alert? What's going on in ESPN? Is it on the crawl? Are they breaking into their new afternoon sketch? Well, we need a second source. Let's get someone in the bubble. Get them on the phone. Where are the Bucks? Are they playing? Or are they not playing? You call the commissioner. You get to the owner of the Bucks and find out if he knows what's going on. Does anyone know who the referees are of this game? Anyone have a connection with the magic? The next trickle comes. The Thunder and Rockets have decided that they will not play their game either. And that game was supposed to start, I think, at 630. So we still don't know, is this widespread? The NBA has said nothing. The Bucks have said nothing. It is all sources right now. We can confirm that the Bucks have not taken the floor because you're in the bubble, you're watching, and there's no one on the floor. We can confirm that we've heard there's a source who's claiming the Thunder and the Rockets aren't going to play. Then we had our first statement of a dizzying number of statements, and it came from the NBA and the NBA Players Association who combined to tell us that all games that day, yesterday, would be postponed. It was worded as when the Bucks did not take the floor. I found that to be interesting. They didn't use the word boycott because a little point of information for nothing personal listeners and viewers, there was no boycott yesterday. There was no boycott in the NBA. There was no boycott in Major League Baseball. When players don't play a regularly scheduled game, that's called a strike. The Milwaukee Bucks players went on strike yesterday. And they went on strike as parties and members of a union, and they neglected to tell other members of their union what they were doing. It would be like if seven Delta pilots decided to go on strike, but they forgot to tell the other pilots who were based in Utah, they only spoke to the pilots based at LaGuardia and Atlanta. I'm not coming down hard on them. Yes, I am. I'm coming down hard on the Bucks, and here's why. The Bucks not only didn't tell their front office, they didn't tell the Orlando Magic who were sitting there on the floor, twiddling their thumbs, looking up at the rafters, saying, where is everybody? What's going on? That fact created an issue in the NBA that will last much longer than just these last 24 hours. So the NBA says that the Bucks did not take the floor. We're the, we are canceling all game five schedule for today. We will keep in touch about a reschedule. Okay. I'm on the phone with Coca saying something, something's going to happen here. There's more. There's more. There's got to be more. More statements are going to come because we said, should we do a bonus pod? Should we be up right now? And the answer was, we got to wait because there's going to be way more statements. We got to hear what LeBron has to say about this. LeBron did not even have a chance to boycott the game. There was a question. Will he boycott? Will he play? Will he not play? Nothing. He didn't even have a chance because the NBA postponed his game before he had a chance to strike or what you're calling boycott, which you're not going to call anymore. You're going to call it a strike. So then the back and forth start. And there's so many statements. I just want to take a few. I want to talk about Mark Lazary. Mark Lazary is the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. 
His son is Alan Lazary, and his son had an early statement. But what was interesting to me was what Mark said. He and Wes Edens, they actually made it on behalf of three owners, Mark Lazary, Wes Edens, and Jamie Dynan. But for all intents and purposes, just say it's the Bucks owners. We fully support our players in the decision they made. That is what you're going to see in every statement from every owner, every commissioner. You have to support what the players are doing right now. You have no other choice. You don't need to say that in a statement, but they did. Although we did not know beforehand, comma, we would have wholeheartedly agreed with them. That fascinated me because it proved what I thought was impossible. I didn't believe that the Bucks players somehow made a decision. There was not one person in the front office who was aware of what was going on. Over 18 years, I got to tell you, if there's something going on in our clubhouse that's as significant as this, I'm going to know about it. And I'm going to make sure that ownership knows, and I'm going to make sure that the commissioner's office knows, and I'm going to make sure the other team knows because we're all partners. But I find it interesting that, Ale- that, that the Bucks players decided to act on their own. I don't know what that proved, and I don't know what that accomplished. They're getting credit for having started this movement, but this is something that LeBron James, frankly, has been spearheading, handling for years, and he's gotten even more active since he got into the bubble. This is something that has been front of mind since players got into the bubble. And the frustration the players felt is that not enough was being done. So go back to when Kyrie Irving had these same issues that he thought basketball would be a distraction and didn't think that they should in any way play basketball. He was a hurt Nets players and I ignored him on this show saying, of course, they're going to play. And Adam Silver, the commissioner of basketball, gave the players an opportunity to use their platform. He slapped Black Lives Matter on the court, gave them all a bunch of sayings they can put on their jersey and said, all right, play ball. Players got frustrated, but only after Jacob Blake got shot did that frustration boil over. And that boiled over frustration manifested itself after days. This wasn't an immediate reaction after days into a strike by one team of one game. What's the goal? What's your purpose? If you're so angry the way George Hill was of the Bucks when he said, what the hell are we doing here anyway? You're not striking one game. You're leaving the bubble as a team. You are picking up your uniforms and you are walking out of the bubble. You're stopping in Atlanta and getting home to Milwaukee. What is your end game? The frustration I felt is there was no action. I kept saying to Coca, and Coca was very, very outspoken in this regard to me, rightly so, saying, So tell me, David, when are they going to do something? And then word came out that the Bucks were doing something. And Coca and I said, all right, this could be the start. 
What they did is while they were in the locker room, they did not come out after tip off, after it was clear they were not going to play. They got the Lieutenant Governor of Wisconsin and the Attorney General of Wisconsin on the phone and they had a conversation about, okay, here's what's wrong in Wisconsin. We want to change it. How do we change it? Now, of course, the answer is by voting. That's the number one thing you can do to cause change. That is the ultimate power that all athletes and all citizens have is to vote. LeBron James, very acutely aware of that fact, has committed tons of resources, time and money into getting people out to vote, registering them, etc. The next thing you can do is make sure that there is awareness. That's a very popular thing that happened yesterday. People saying it's great that the NBA players boycotted because it's bringing awareness to this issue. And my answer to that was, who wasn't aware of this issue? It's been above the fold. That's an expression, by the way, the old newspaper expression, when something's above the fold, the newspaper comes folded. If there's a big headline, you look to see the size. The New York Times is famous for this. You look at how bold the headline is and what font it is. The bigger the font and the more bold, the more important the news under, according to the New York Times. So are we talking about making this story bigger, a bigger font, more bold? Are we talking about the fact that there could be people in this country who aren't aware of the systemic racism and racial injustice? That can't be. I think what you're talking about is that racism still exists. And if you thought that the killing of George Floyd and the paralyzing of Jacob Blake was going to all of a sudden wake up and no one would be racist, that can't be your thought, your goal. That's not true. If you're using these shootings and as a way to try to educate people who could still choose not to be racist. That's something to talk about. Putting money into resources to educate. If you're talking about trying to get rid of people in power who you think are racist, who you think do not believe in what you believe in, the way to do that is to vote them out of office. So the buck started to act. Then what happened? then all eyes were on what would be the next move. People started to say, if they don't play for one day and then they start playing, how, how can they be satisfied? Will they be able to say we accomplished our goal? Will they change their goal from wanting to eradicate racism to merely saying we wanted to bring attention to it and it worked? Will they change their goal to say, we wanted the NBA owners to stand up and start doing more and the commissioner to do more, so we wanted to let them know that we had the power? That could have been it. Were they trying to make permanent change to our society? That can't have been the goal because you can't go back and play a day later and say that was your goal. Well, I guess you could say that was your goal. You can't say it was accomplished. I was on a radio station this morning, I think in, uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, and we were talking about if the NBA continues, is all of this action by the players a failure? Why shouldn't they leave the bubble and dedicate all of their day to doing this? Take a stand like Maya Moore did, as we talked about yesterday. And I said, and I'll say it again, there's enough time in the day to play a two and a half hour game and to make a difference in your community. It doesn't have to be a binary equation where it's you either are an activist or you're doing your job. 
you can both do your job and be an activist. There's time in the day. It is not a failure what the players did if they return to play. It's a failure if they return to play and let this moment pass and need another black man to be shot. It wouldn't be a success if they walked out of the bubble and ended the playoffs. The success would be walking out of the bubble, ending the playoffs, and then acting 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Commit yourself to the change. Be that change. But alas, business got in the way. Not surprising. There was a meeting last night, and I'm very glad we were not on the air because this meeting was uh, highly attended and highly discussed. It was a meeting between players, and word got out that the Lakers and the Clippers have decided they will leave the bubble. Udonis Haslam of the Miami Heat said, if the Lakers and Clippers leave the bubble, that's it. We can't play. LeBron James walked out of a meeting. He stormed out of a meeting. He pranced out of a meeting. A lot of adjectives were used. He disrespected players who were still talking during the meeting. That came out. Not true. The emotions were raw. That is why you know my 30-minute rule. And yesterday was an example where 30 minutes at least were required. There was no way NBA was going to make any kind of announcement, a permanent announcement that you can't take back. There's no way the players were going to make an announcement or literally symbolically leave the bubble knowing that that would violate the health and safety protocols and then they couldn't change their mind. None of that was going to happen. So this meeting happens and it leads to an all-night speculation into a meeting that was supposed to take place this morning. Will the NBA be canceled? It's the biggest meeting in the history of the sport. Have the NBA playoffs come to a screeching halt? Headlines read everywhere. Is this the day that the music died? Is this the day that sports will change forever? So the meeting takes place at 11 a.m. this morning, Eastern time between players while the NBA Board of Governors is meeting. A lot of speculation about what the NBA Board of Governors was meeting about. That's the owners. There's nothing to speculate. I'll tell you what they were meeting about. Commissioner, did you make sure to tell the players that if they walk out of the bubble, this is what's going to happen? We're going to support them because we're publicly going to say it and we're going to do whatever we have to do to support them because we agree that we need to have change. But you better tell them economically what's going to happen. Just make sure they know that if we lose playoff revenue, that impacts the salary cap and that will trickle down to their payroll and their salaries next season. Commissioner, just make sure. And by the way, Commissioner, make sure you have a statement ready, either that we're going to play Talk to your TV partners because we're either going to start playing Friday or we're going to stop total because what are we going to do? Miss a week? What's that going to do? Either this was a two-day event and we get back to playing or we're done. Have statements ready. Have the national TV partners ready. Find out what TNT is charging us for losing yesterday's games and whether or not we can make them whole by having the games on a different day. Find out if we can have games on TNT and ESPN at the same time. Or does that violate the contract? I need some answers, Adam. Meanwhile, the players are meeting. And there was a calmness that happened in this meeting because word came out 
just about an hour into the meeting that the NBA playoffs would resume on Friday. Exactly as we had suspected, calmer heads prevailed. Players realized, including LeBron, that his best opportunity to help was not determined by whether or not he was playing games for two and a half hours a day. It had nothing to do with any outside influence. It had nothing to do with the president or anyone in his cabinet or anyone in his family. It simply had to do with the NBA players realizing that they showed owners and the world that they've got power. Now they have to figure out how to harness that power. And the way they're going to harness that power is going to come over time. It cannot be done over days. Now, I could argue with you, they've had weeks in the bubble. They've been in there since the second week in July, I think. Yeah, the first game was July 31st. It's been over a month, maybe up to 40 days in the bubble. You would think that they wouldn't need another black man shot in order to take the next step. And for those of you asking, it took George Floyd to get this issue back to the forefront. It took Jacob Blake for a strike of a game. In a week, if another black man is killed or paralyzed, will that be the NBA players taking a week off? Will they then decide that's it? We're breaking the bubble. We're we're going home. How do you know when is the right time to become a 100% activist and to stop doing what you do for a living? To stop having balance and to do everything for one Topic. It's not a wait to see. But as this bubble continues, as the NBA finals head into the middle of October, the question is, what will be the actual action items that the NBA players do after they've resumed playing? I want to see what players do when they're eliminated and what they go home to back outside the bubble. I want to see players active politically, talking to their legislators, talking to Congress, using the platform they have, which gives them access. Other people in Milwaukee would love to be able to get the lieutenant governor on the phone or the attorney general. Other people are just as emotional and just as impacted as the Milwaukee Bucks players. And they do not have the ability to get anyone on the phone, even their family members. So what are you doing with that power? I want periodic, daily updates. Here's what we did today. Here's what we're doing tomorrow. Then tomorrow, here's what we were supposed to do and here's how it worked out. Wouldn't it be amazing for people to step up and be accountable? It's not going to be every player. You're never going to get 100% participation in activism. You don't need it. You need certain people to lead and to actually take responsibility for results. We need results in this country, not more blowhard talking. So the Bucks take a stand. The NBA shuts down. The NBA meets. The NBA comes back. That's what happened in the NBA. There will be games tomorrow on Friday. The ESPN will release a new schedule, as will TNT. The league will, res- will release a statement I expect continued statements, one from the Players Association in basketball. There has to be an explanation about what happened during the 11 o'clock meeting this morning, why the decision was made to continue. The impact on other sports. Fascinating. 
I sent out a tweet yesterday. I, I called Coke and I said, listen, I want to tweet that uh, the Brewers have to not play. I don't agree because the Brewers were being reactionary. And to me, I guess it's okay if you're not first, but it just seemed very transparent to me that the Brewers would not play and then say they are not playing because they're in simpatico with their brothers on the Bucks, and that they want to support the Bucks and what they're doing. And to me, I didn't understand that because why did you need to have the Bucks not play a game for you to support what the Bucks are trying to do? Or why would the Bucks need to see the Brewers not play a game in order to support what the Brewers are trying to do? Why do you have to wait for yet another event? It's like we live one death at a time and make such incremental tiny progress, and then it goes back to the back burner, then go back to the front burner. It's like uh, an EKG, and right now we're in one of the highs. So when you're in one of the highs, all the announcements come. All the Cleveland sports teams are getting together and forming an alliance to help end social injustice. It's the coaches and the GMs from the Indians and the Browns and the Cavaliers. Major League Baseball did what they do best. They sat on their hands and waited to react. God forbid they'd be proactive. And what resulted was a hodgepodge in the MLB and a mess that drove me insane. The Brewers had a meeting, and as we told you, they elected not to play. Now, a little bit of business here. When both teams elect not to play, there's not a forfeit. And forfeits have to be approved by the league. So NBA was not going to let the Bucks forfeit and give game five to the Magic. The Magic did come out and say, we're not going to accept the forfeit. The Brewers announced with the Reds that they won't play, and the Reds supported the Brewers' right not to play. That happened in Seattle with the Mariners. That happened with the Dodgers and the Giants. The announcements were made together not to play. I just sort of got ahead of myself, and I'm sorry, Coca. So the Brewers don't play. Then what? You've got other teams starting. Does that mean that all NBA, all MLB games are off? Where's the commissioner in this? Is he going to put a stop to baseball, take one day off, and then start again? How long will the Brewers not play? How long are the Bucks not going to play? Well, it became clear that what MLB was doing was a one-off basis. Teams would take the field, and then they'd go back to the clubhouse. The Dodgers submitted a lineup, and then all of a sudden decided not to play. The Brewers took the field. They met, not playing. Mariners had said, we've got the most black people of any team. They're not going to play. Certain players came out and said, I'm not playing. Jason Hayward, I'm not playing. Jack Flaherty and Dexter Fowler of the Cardinals, I'm not playing. Matt Kemp of the Rockies, I'm not playing. Correct me if I'm right, Coke, I think that every white player played, and it was only black players who chose not to play. And then there were full teams, obviously with all races, but I'm talking about individual players of teams who played. Jason Hayward made it clear that he was not playing, but he wanted his team to play without him. Some teams were not comfortable with that. Some teams were, and the statements came out fast and furious, but nothing from baseball until they did a release late in the day 
announcing that the Brewers, Reds, Padres, Mariners, and Giants-Dodgers games were postponed. And their quote was, given the pain in the communities of Wisconsin and beyond following the shooting of Jacob Blake, we respect the decisions of a number of players not to play tonight. I don't know what that means. Do those players get paid? Are the games rescheduled? It turns out they were. All three teams who chose not to play all games that were not played, they're being made up, I believe, today, Coca, as part of a doubleheader. It's a one-day sit-out, a one-day strike. The players who were out of the lineup yesterday are back in the lineup today, if they were going to be in the lineup at all, if their teams play. Owners of the Brewers had to come out and make a statement. Owners of the Every team were basically coming out and saying, we support our players. We'll do anything we have to do to be helpful. The union, we're proud of the stand that our players have taken. Everyone took the opportunity on the upside of the EKG to say, we're with you. We stand with you. We're united in trying to make change. Give me a break. Here's the change you can make. We went down the scale, NBA, let's say 75% black, Major League Baseball, 7% black, African-American. Hockey's got to be less than that. Hockey, everyone plays. They decided as a league to take a moment of reflection, a moment of reflection. I don't know what that means. That sounds more uh, what you do when someone dies. I guess you sort of take a moment. But one player, not even a player on a team in the bubble, his name is Evander Kane. I think he plays for the Sharks. He's a black hockey player. He found what the NHL did, as did I, as insulting. You don't need to take a moment of reflection. Either own up to the fact that your audience and your sponsors are white or own up to the fact that you are willing to stand with all black people, not just the 10 black hockey players, but with all black people and be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. Well, Evander Kane is doing what he thinks is right. As part of the Hockey Diversity Alliance, he has now requested that the NHL suspend all playoff games today to send a clear message that human rights take priority over sports. My issue with this, Evander, is that not playing playoff games does not send the message that human rights take priority over sports. What sends a message that human rights take a priority over sports is when people in the business of sports are willing to give up a dollar and give that dollar to someone, an organization that spends its time trying to improve human rights. We'll see what hockey does. My guess here is that the NHL will make a statement of some sort, but I do not believe they've got three extra days in their schedule because the bubble's gone well. They could easily suspend games for one day and show that they care. If they don't, it will be a mistake. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Other leagues followed suit. The WNBA stopped playing yesterday. Every individual player in every sport, every person in business started thinking about 
hmm, what do I do? How do I make my voice heard? What action can I take? What I hope that players are doing now is using their platform to tell other people what they can do. I told you from Nothing Personal's platform what you can do. You know exactly. I gave you the name of 100 organizations over 100 days. You want to make change? Help support organizations to do it full time. You want to go a step above that? Quit your job and work for one of those organizations. You can't do that. I respect it. Do your full-time job and volunteer for one of these organizations. Every little bit counts. Everyone can do something. I don't understand the NFL's version of doing something is teams are taking practice off. The Lions did it. I was critical. And now there's the Colts, the Jets, the Packers, et cetera. You've got colleges who are choosing not to practice today as though that is somehow going to, in any way, I, I really don't know what that would do, right? Would that do something by not practicing? I don't know. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. The NCAA, it's interesting to me, and I have to do this, Coca, I'm sorry, but we have been critical of Mark Emmert and the NCAA, and he's been silent about so many issues regarding COVID and whether or not conferences are playing, who's playing, who's not playing. It's been an absolute cluster duck. Well, he didn't let this moment pass. He just released a statement. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm just going to read this one statement. The events in Kenosha once again lay bare a tragic outcome resulting from police interaction with a person of color. It has also once again brought to the forefront the issues of race, social justice, and social responsibility that we all need to commit to. What does that mean, Mark? It brings to the forefront again. So another black man has to be shot. It's the EKG again. We got to flatten the EKG, don't we? He continued, peaceful protest, Mark Emmert said, is a powerful tool to drive social change, and we fully support student athletes' rights to be heard. 
Action also drives change, and we urge all student-athletes to exercise their right and responsibility to vote this November 3rd to build a better and more inclusive America. It's a good statement. Please vote. Thank you. Now he raises his head like a little turtle of the shell, picks his head up, and he says, all right, I'm going to make a statement now. I'm not talking about COVID. I'm going to talk about race. I got to talk about race. This is important for my $3.5 million a year. I can't be quiet now. What now? What's going to happen now? Well, let's make some predictions. We know the NBA is back on Friday. We know Major League Baseball is back. Hockey may miss a day. We know the colleges will resume practice and we'll get back to COVID and figuring out who's playing who in college. The NFL, skip a few practices. Who cares? They'll come back and figure out how to play. Much more excitement about the fact that we can have 15,000 fans at Landshark Stadium in Miami. Players will be upset. They'll stomp their feet and say, we want change. And then the EKG will go back down. It'll be on the back burner again. And we will wait. And we will wait for the next moment when we think history is being made. And the next moment when we can say, I remember where I was when. There are those who think that where you were when the Bucks did not take the floor is the change that everyone's been waiting for. It's not. It's not close. Missing three games, missing six games, leaving the bubble entirely. Time makes those things a footnote, like a strike or a lockout, like a protest, like a boycott. Anytime anyone does anything that is against the grain, trying to end, whether it's racism or sexism, you are merely the holders of a baton. And you've got to pass that baton onto future generations of people. Because if you don't, then the past is guaranteed to repeat itself. And that's what's happened here today. What you need to be healthy on an EKG is the past repeating itself. The up-down, the up-down, the up-down in consistent patterns. What we need to succeed in humanity is a flat line. Thanks for joining me on Nothing Personal. And please, wake up today and be the difference you want to be. Watch sports. Don't watch sports. But remember, no matter who is you have on your phone in speed dial, you, you can change someone's mind. Thank you. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.